0: Let's have a word of prayer and we'll move into the message this morning. Lord, uh, you know we've been in this series gentle and lowly. And uh, I know I've been convicted as I recognize so many parts of my own heart are reckless and tend to be anything but what we're seeing in the life of Christ. And so thank you, Lord, for teaching us again and teaching us about who you are as we read carefully your word about how, who Jesus was while he was on this earth, how he treated people, and how we consequently can recognize that he treats us. May it extend out not only in the way we learn to treat ourselves as you treat us, but in the way that we treat one another. May you work your Holy Spirit in your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There was no one, I suppose, who knew, who was on the top of the world like King David. And uh, I mean, if you think about it, he was at his zenith. The power, the money, the wives, the status, the influence. And yet, like the rest of us, he had a heart that could lead him away from the Lord. And he found himself, you remember the story of Bathsheba, sleeping with a woman who was not his wife and then putting her husband out to be murdered. He knew heartache. He knew heartache. And then he watched it, even in the next generation of his family, as he saw his oldest son commit an unconscionable act with his half-sister. One that, again, deeply grieved the family. Now we're seeing a history of brokenness from David to his son. So one of David's other sons, Absalom, feels a certain revenge in his heart. His heart begins to harden against his older brother who committed this act. And most of us, if not all of us who are part of families, know how difficult family life can be. And Absalom, after letting this particular action of his brother float around in his spirit for a couple of years, decides to take action. And Absalom kills his older brother. Well, now there's a mandate for him to leave the country. And so he, he does leave and he, he flees and he goes, uh, he goes to uh, a uh, neighboring country where uh, his wife's family was from. And when he's over there in that country, he thinks about his family and, it, and, and several years transpire through all of this. And he wants to come back home. When he comes back home, after several years, David says, I'll allow you to come back, but I don't want to see you. And another couple of years continue. While he is back home now in his country, but his father wasn't ready to receive. And during this time, Absalom's heart begins to grow even more vengeful and bitter. And he decides, as he begins to get some influence, that he is going to stand up to his father, the king. And he's going to be the new king. It's quite a story, isn't it? Can you imagine now what David is feeling in the midst of all of that? As he's lost his older son, and now Absalom is setting his heart against him. The turmoil and the brokenness. And the way it seems to be living generationally. So, David comes to a point where he realizes my only option among several bad options is to put down this rebellion. And our text has a very interesting verse that would be easy to miss in the midst of all of this, where our Bibles in 2nd. Samuel 18 says this. So the king stood at the gate, that is David, while all the army marched out by hundreds and thousands to squelch the revolt of Absalom, his own son. And the king ordered Joab and Abishai, and Ittai saying, and this is what I want you to hear, deal gently for my sake with the young man, Absalom. This is David's heart. And the Bible continues, and all the people heard when the king gave orders to all the commanders. Everybody knew, the text says, concerning Absalom. Deal gently. For my sake. Now that is a father's love for his son, a son who wants to kill him and take his throne, and yet he is still his son. And this undiminished love, a father for a messed up son, I know in so many ways speaks to our hearts this morning. I'm reminded of Jesus' parable of the prodigal son, where the father, having every reason to seethe with anger, over the son who had wasted his inheritance. And still the Bible says in those famous words in Luke chapter 15, and so he got up and went to his father, that is the son. And the Bible says, but while he was still a long way off, Can you imagine the father looking off in the distance as far on the horizon as we might be able to see from this position in the park and be able to spot his son? Why? Because he is looking for his son. His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Like David, the father in the story of the prodigal, deals gently. Now, so when we t- turn to today's scripture, and it's on your uh, little handout there, you'll see Luke chapter 4, and I believe it starts with about verse 15 and through chapter 5 and verse 2. Mm-hmm. Or three, I want you to just reference one particular verse, and that is chapter 5 in verse 2. The text says this. Where the heart of Jesus is being described, he is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. Now, I was talking about the high priest, and we know of Jesus himself was one who never gave way to sin. The high priest certainly did. But there it is again. Your Savior is able and willing to deal gently with you. For just a minute, I want to ask, but Why? Why? deal gently, is so unlike our nature, isn't it? For a moment, think of all the ways you have been tempted to be prideful, to gossip, to be dishonest, to covet something, someone, or something else, to desire what someone else has, uh, to, to, to be an idol worshiper, and by that I mean to try to take control of your own life and put it in your hands to give priority to something else rather than trusting God. I want you to think about all of the temptation that you have towards selfish ambition to retaliate with angry actions and with revenge. I want you to think for just a moment about all the ways you are tempted by lust, To take something that doesn't belong to you. And of course I could go deeper and darker. But here's the point. Since God came as a man. A human being. Jesus Christ has been tempted in every way as we are. That's what the Bible says. In spite of that, a massive list I just gave. And yet, the Bible says, was without sin. I believe that he can deal gently because he learned to come alongside real flesh and blood human beings and it allowed him to deeply comprehend weakness. And that word weakness, when it's translated there in Hebrews 4 and 5, is talking about weakness giving in to sin. Adultery, suffering, hypocrisy, greed, betrayal. He knew it all, even with his inner circle. So we understand hurts and he understands what destroys relationships and he understands what destroys our self-identity and he understands what destroys families. So this morning I have two words for you. Deal gently. Both appreciating how Jesus treats us and how we are called to one another. It's a description for the shepherds of this church. That doesn't mean closing our eyes to sin and destruction and apathy or overlooking sin. It sometimes means tough love. It means speaking the truth in love. But it always means coming alongside. As Galatians six one says, gently restoring. And this is a description for the rest of us. If you're like me, you're prone to both judgment and indifference. Sometimes I am extremely intolerant of stuff in others. And then I tolerate that stuff in myself. When you deal gently, you're being consistent with the Father. Now, I want you to hear this, and we'll bring this to a close this morning. The battle went against Absalom that day. And David's men rose up and did their job as the military and crushed the rebellion. And Absalom found himself hanging for his life, caught in the branches of an oak tree with hair that looked like baiters. That was a baseball reference for those who didn't get that. Read what the Bible says. He had this long, flowing hair. And it's caught in the oak. And he's hanging there. But now I want you to hear one more thing. This is stunning. Joab, David's military man, his right-hand man, who heard David directly say, deal gently for my sake, is astonished when he hears that Absalom is still alive. So he makes his way to that oak tree, and he takes three spears, and he strikes the man's heart. In spite of David's request, he takes matters into his own hands. I want to suggest that on that day the heart of Absalom was pierced the heart of David was pierced and the heart of God was pierced too now here's the good news because we have a Lord that deals gently. Our text from that passage in Hebrews extends to us an invitation. The scripture says, verse 16 of chapter 4, let us then Approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need.